You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3, and this is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Well, in a world inundated with distressing news and heartbreaking situations, all of that can wear on our souls, and we're desperate often to see kindness. Well, we're talking about the kindness of our Heavenly Father today with Nate Pickowitz, who is a pastor and author of The Kindness of God, Beholding His Goodness in a Cruel World. Nate, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I, I'm sorry, I've been distracted. I spent the last five minutes looking up Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, that is where you're from. <laughs> Tell us something special about your town before we get yeah, into kindness. So, absolutely. So it's a very small town in rural New Hampshire. I was born and raised here, and then we had the blessing of planting a church here. Uh, we have more cows than people, so it's a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's let's jump into kindness here. What what got you started on this? You you really look at this as I look at just even the titles of your chapters. Uh, this is a really a holistic look throughout scripture of what kindness is, isn't it? It is. I you know, I found myself praying and when I would pray and and thank the Lord for everything he was doing in my life, I, I just found myself gravitating more toward thanking him for being so kind to me. And I thought to myself, has anybody ever really explored this topic? And I I hadn't found something specific. And so I just started to study the Bible and just see, you know, where where do we see this this kindness of God displayed? And and really, what does it mean for us as believers? And so that really became the beginning of the whole project itself. Yeah. And, you know, I think about the verse that talks about it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It's it's really his goodness. And so tell me a little bit about what that verse means to you as you've really studied this concept. Yeah, that was one of the key verses that kind of resonated in my mind that, you know, I think a lot of times there's a, a false perception of God that is just you know, always angry and always vengeful and and drives us into the ground to lead us to repentance. And certainly he's angry with sin and wickedness, but for believers, when he when he shows his kindness to us, it has a sanctifying effect. It has a an effect where it does drive us to repentance, uh, because we consider not only our own sinfulness, but we consider the goodness of God, and it just melts us to, to pieces. And so uh, that's a, that one resonates with, with quite a bit, but we see this theme just pervasive and throughout the entire scriptures. So it's wonderful. The the other verse that you focus on is Psalm sixty three three. Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. The verse says. What is it about loving kindness? That that key word. Yeah. So that word in the in the Hebrew is uh, said, and it means uh, it's translated either covenant love or God's steadfast love. Uh, it sometimes renders loving kindness, but really it's it's God's kindness to his own people. You know, it's it's the, the character of God, the goodness of God displayed in a saving relationship and a, a transformative relationship. And so as believers, we experience that loving kindness of God in many different ways, beginning in salvation and all the way to glory. Mm-hmm. But when we look around and we see what's happening in our world, or maybe even in our own lives today, and we know that God is all-powerful, there's sometimes that disconnect between His goodness or His kindness and the atrocities that we see, or maybe the injustice we see in our world. How do we reconcile those two things? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's one of the questions for the ages, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we have to begin just looking at the fact that, you know, God is good. He is righteous. Scripture declares this over and over again. 
Uh, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of light. So we know that God is good, and yet we know that we live in a broken, sinful, fallen world. Now, this world is completely rife with sin, and and even those who are uh, who are hurt or oppressed unjustly, and we're all caught up in the the, the wages of that sin, the fall. Um, and so I think what, where the challenge for us comes in is when we don't necessarily think that. Uh, uh, actually, I should say we, we question God's kindness because we think we deserve more than we have. Mm-hmm. But once we realize, I think, that, that we don't really deserve anything, that everything we receive from God that's good is His kindness, then our heart begins to change and we see that, that His kindness is actually better than anything that we have in this life. So I really do think it's a matter of perspective and getting a, a biblical perspective on what that is. Yeah, and as you say the words, everything he gives us is part of his kindness. You know, Paul prayed how many times for the the thorn in the flesh to be removed, right? That suffering mm-hmm. angle of things, we we struggle that's part of the struggle also. How, how can this suffering be helping me? I guess is our question, right? Yeah, that's that's huge. I think about Hebrews 12 when we hear about God's discipline, you know, James chapter 1, the various trials that test our faith, but you know, the Bible says that God disciplines those He loves. That's Hebrews 12:10, and He chastens us as beloved children. And it says in the verse that all discipline for the moment seems not joyful, but sorrowful. And yet, those who've been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So God will even use the difficulty, the, the suffering, the trials, the pain, uh, he will use that in his people to produce uh, a, a whole bountiful crop of fruit and actually conform us to his image. And so when we start to realize that God is he's not punishing us for wrongdoings specifically as believers, there's no condemnation in Christ, but rather he's using these difficulties to conform us to his image. When we realize that, then our perspective on trials begins to change. Mm-hmm. I think our perspective can really be the problem when it comes to understanding the kindness of God, because maybe we have a definition or what we think kindness looks like, but when we look at the cross, it's hard, mm-hmm. right, to see the kindness of God in such a brutal act, but yet the result of it, that's where we see it. Can you talk about our maybe our con- our warped concepts and also where we see his kindness in something like the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, I know that's a great observation. You know, I think that's probably the pinnacle example right there. You know, the cross was uh, was the single greatest act of evil in human history. Mm-hmm. You know, sinners, uh, you know, Jews and Gentiles, the whole world represented, you know, crucifying the Lord of glory who was sinless and spotless, you know, a terrible, awful act, and yet, God uses that, that that very act of sacrifice was the kindness of God to, to save us. So that's what we read in Titus 3, that it's when the kindness and love and tenderness of our God came, it, it saved us. So, um, you know, we're saved by God's grace through faith, but that, that salvation is the express kindness of God. So we don't understand how God does it. We really don't. But somehow, as the Bible says, he's able to cause all things to work together for good to those who love him. So uh, there's something remarkable about seeing God's fingerprint, even in adversity and even in difficulty. We we get that. We understand that. But we don't 
comprehend it completely, I guess, because then we, we turn around and say, and why don't I have a new car or, right. or why didn't I get the promotion? Or we just go, you know, why didn't my kid get the A or the, the leading role in the, pl- why, why, why the, the prosperity side of things is what really gets us hung up, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's essentially what Job struggled with. You know, Job was a righteous man, and he, then he loses everything. He loses his family, his health, his property, everything. And he just spends the entire, uh, you know, 30-something chapters just trying to figure out, like, what did I do wrong? You know, why are you punishing me? He didn't, didn't understand that God had a, a loftier purpose, a transcendent purpose for Job's suffering, and that was ultimately to bring God glory and that Job's faith would be tested and grown. So I, I think we, we do get very self-centered, I believe, in our, in our uh, afflictions. You know, we're very self-focused people just in general. And so when something doesn't happen according to our plan, we kind of throw a little bit of a temper tantrum. Hmm. But really, if we're thinking about this uh, with, with God-focused eyes, we actually would ask the question, all right, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? What are you going to do? You know, how are you going to bring glory to yourself in the midst of this? And even like Job, recognizing, Lord, I'm going to sit and I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to wait on you. And, uh, and I think that's the right response, especially when we're in very, very difficult seasons, to, to trust him, to look to him and see that uh, he is displaying kindness to us. Okay, so what does it mean, or how do we reflect the kindness of God? Because, yes, um, you know, maybe holding out that door, giving a nice compliment, these are things, these are kind things, but as we're talking about it, I know it's it's deeper than just the the surface. So how do we reflect the kindness of God today? Yeah, you know, we used to have something called common decency in, in our country, you know, <laughs> where we would just be nice to each other, and there was sort of pleasantries, but... You know, when I think about Ephesians 4.32, where the Apostle Paul tells believers to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, I think that's the key. It's, it's about the heart. And he says, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. So, so kindness that we reflect to other people is really a heart issue. You know, if we've been made right with God, if we've been forgiven by God of our trespasses and sins and mistakes we've made, and we, if we've been forgiven, then we're going to want to display that kind of tenderness and love and forbearance and, and forgiveness to other people. That's going to reflect. They're going to see something of Christ-likeness in us uh, because of the way that we treat them. And I think so often uh, we just don't, especially the church, we struggle with that because culture has gone so toxic in our language that we think that somehow we're justified to do the same, but we don't. We don't. We owe the Lord kindness to one another, and certainly we owe uh, respect and faith to Him. This might be really the same question, but let me ask it a little different angle. How do we, if you were to write a kid's book about kindness, how would we train our kids or teach our kids? How do we do this effectively so that we uh, help them understand the importance of God's kindness in our life? Yeah, I think about uh, Philippians chapter 2, when the Apostle Paul, he's, he's going for unity, he's going for fellowship and love, and he says, don't do anything from selfishness. He says, but with humility of mind, consider other people to be more important than yourself. And I think that's what we have to treat our to teach our kids to say, all right, listen, you're not the most important person in the world, even though I love you to pieces, right? Um, but to, to consider other people's interests, to, to regard other people as being more important and treating them tenderly. You know, Jesus says, treat others the way that you would want to be treated. So 
you know, if we wouldn't want to be treated harshly, if we wouldn't want to be treated unfairly and viciously, then we don't want to treat anybody else the same way. So, and again, that's a heart attitude that comes out of a heart that has been forgiven, a heart that has received the kindness and tenderness of God. So I think it's how we regard other people. Other people are not our enemy. Uh, there are brothers and sisters, if we're in Christ, but if they're not Christians, then they're not the enemy. They're the mission. So we have to treat people with that kind of love and tenderness. And finally, Nate, you know, for someone who's maybe struggling today to see God's kindness because of the news of an unwanted divorce or a health challenge or that prodigal, they're just struggling today. What's your encouragement to them? Yeah, I would encourage those who are struggling to keep your eyes up. You know, certainly the Lord grieves with those who are grieving. He hurts with those who are hurting But we do know the Bible says that God will cause all these things to work together for good. And you might not see it right now, um, but if we can keep our eyes focused on the Lord, and and even James 1 says, actually consider these things joy, not because they're joyful in themselves, but rather we know that God is doing something, and we know that we can trust His goodness. And if that's the case, and we can endure in faith, Uh, then He will grow us, and He will persevere us, and we can be encouraged by that. So I would just tell the listener who's struggling right now, uh, don't give up on God. You know, be encouraged in heart. Look to Him and trust Him with your life, and He will sustain you. Well, well, Nate, thank you so much for your time today. This is is important for us to grasp and understand, and to, to, in this like we've been talking about in this society where kindness seems to have been pushed off to the side, we need to uh, exemplify it. And our Savior has done that for us. And we're just reflecting his love for others. So thank you for uh, reminding us of that. We appreciate it. And uh, have a great day. You too. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, if you want more info on this resource, The Kindness of God, we've got a link to it at ericandbridget.org.